0: Welcome to another episode of Dads Nerdy Ambitions. I'm your host, Steve Hugh, and with me today are Ken and Carl from the Two Guys Comics and Collectibles out in Canton, Connecticut. Gentlemen, welcome to the show. How are you doing today? Very good, very good. Thanks for having us, Steve. Thank you so much for being on the show. Now, uh, before actually we get into learning a little bit about you, uh, the reason I had you guys on the show is I recently come into a collection of comics on my side, and I've discovered I know absolutely nothing about comic books, which is really, really interesting for me, being like the guy that, like I said earlier, like people come to me and ask me stuff, and usually I'm like, oh, here's this, 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 and then I have these comics and I go, I know nothing about the quality of comics. And I'm like, I bet you there's a lot of people out there that don't know a lot about comic books, or they think they have something that might be valuable and it might not be anything at all, or it could be you know personally valuable to them, or they might have something they think is absolutely not worth anything to anybody. And it's worth thousands of dollars. And you guys are the gurus in this area. This is, this is how you make your business by knowing this kind of information. So, you know, having you guys on and being able to give us some tips and tricks and it best advice you can give to us is very beneficial. And uh, you know, Hey, I'm, I'm all about that. So gentlemen,
1: tell us a little bit about yourself let's start with ken um hello everyone my name is ken um we have kind of just been in this venture we've been in kind of the nerdy kind of comics and fun types of things for a little while now just as really fans um I personally kind of got into it really with the first the first Spider-Man movie that came out with Tobey Maguire. That was I went and saw that with my mom in theaters. I said this is amazing. Um, And from there, I kind of got into like all the movies and things like that. Then really kind of got into some of the comics. When I was younger, I wanted to be an artist, so I would always draw like those little like. uh, I'll just copy the sketchbooks off of the like, uh, wax paper and everything like that. And just kind of try and do that. It didn't work out at all. I was terrible, <laughs> but you know, that's kind of how it started. You
2: were terrible at copying.
1: I was absolutely, <laughs> I just couldn't do it. I was going to ask you, I was going to ask, for... ask you, are you a good artist? <laughs> no, not at all. I wanted to be, I wanted to be with everything I could. And then, you know, just one day you wake up and you say, oh, okay, that's just not it. Um, but yeah, no, I was always a really big kind of like movie fan, um, everything like that. Uh, probably my favorite comic movies. Um, Spider Man just started off for me, but then when Iron Man came out, that was just huge, massive. And then the entire MCU. Uh, my personal favorite is Black Panther. Um, just an amazing, amazing, amazing movie. Um, and then just kind of from there, you kind of want to. Once you experience the movie side, you want to go into the background of it and you want to see who this character is, what happened. When you go from the movies to the comics, you realize that there is an entire world that you have never even thought of, never even seen. And that is the part of it that, for me, really got me kind of into it and into the whole comic side and then kind of branching off into that, getting into collections, seeing what People had seeing what older editions were, what newer editions are, and just kind of going about it from there. Um, so that's probably my best intro um, that I can get for now. I'll let Carl kind of take it away. Okay. He's got uh, a little bit more than me, personally. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit. Being there. are you are yeah. you the go, are you the guru of the gurus? Are I, you the go to? Yes, yes. <laughs> I,
2: I will absolutely say yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> um. No, for me, I got kind of lucky because I grew up with cousins who, when I was young, like, you know, yeah. So (laughs) when I was, like, in the age range of five to seven, um, I had cousins who were older who were in high school. Um, And so for them at the time, what was considered, like, the norm, and we're talking, you know, the early 90s when the Internet wasn't what it is today, so it was – things were more, like, isolated – Um, But they were, you know, they were avid, they were big into tech and things like that, and they were avid video game players and all of that. So I got big into starting off with the pop culture side of things, which is video games. You know, I grew up on Nintendo, and then when they got Super Nintendo, I got the Nintendo. When they got N64, I got the Super Nintendo, so on and so forth. So I kind of got into it that way through them. And then, you know, I always just really liked it. I always liked technology, I always liked pop culture, movies, TV shows, all that type of stuff. Um, I've seen every Marvel movie, obviously when it came out in theaters, um, and I always loved them. Um, like Ken was saying, I liked reading the comic books. I knew the characters going in to see the movie. So it was cool to see how things played out on the screen versus in the books and kind of where they pulled from different areas and so forth. Um, and then it's really just developed from there. I mean, I've always just, I've always liked kind of, You know, just. I don't know, all this type of stuff, all that pop culture type of stuff, I mean, I love old school video games, I love like old school figurines and toys and and movies and all of it. Um, And so it just kind of branched from there, Um, especially like with the collecting and stuff, I started collecting at a very young age and it would always drive my dad nuts because, you know, if I would get something. I would you know he'd say why don't you throw the box away and I'm like no I don't I don't want to throw the box away and he never understood that. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of got that from my cousin because again he was the same way. He would get stuff and he would he'd have a closet full of just empty boxes. And nobody really understands it until you're you're doing it because it may yeah. never be worth anything but somewhere down the line if it is you're going to regret it if you threw away that box like so it's just it all that type of stuff just sort of enveloped into into what it is today so
0: here's something i and this is from personally for me uh even if it is collectible and it is worth a lot of money is it how hard is it for you to personally sell something like that so like case in point i have right up on my wall right now like it's bolted to make sure it doesn't flop open or anything but i have the original hero quest board game Now, that was a piece of my childhood right there. And that's like one of the first things that like GW ever did. And so you can definitely see like all their Chaos Marines and their orcs and how they did stuff. And I was like, man, one day I might sell that. I don't know if I ever could actually do that. Like personally, I know that things were some money. And luckily, Hasbro has has revamped the game and they're bringing it back. So I just just can keep that there and never have to worry about it. Like, isn't that is that hard for I mean, is that the norm? And is that something that you guys have difficulty with?
2: So, I mean, when you talk about collecting, obviously you're going to have a nostalgia factor. You're going to have sentimental value with a lot of stuff. Um, For me personally, yes, there are certain pieces that I have. Like when I opened the store, I moved a lot of my personal collection here. Um, But there are certain pieces that I kept at my house for one reason or another. I think the big part of it is is you have to look at it in terms of, um, I guess just, I mean, it really comes down to the sentimental value. It's, it's, is it more valuable to you as a personal like piece of your childhood, your past, whatever it is, maybe somebody gave it to you, or is it something where you're just where, you know, you can accept that at the end of the day, it's just a toy and it's, you can, have it sitting and and look at it. But if you're never really using it or if it's not really like, you know, getting if you're not, if it's not really drawing anything for you, sometimes you might be better off, you know, letting it go. But it really comes down to everybody's different. I mean, everybody has that kind of personal, personal feeling towards it. I know we all are the same. I I can guarantee you every collector out there has stuff that they'd be willing to part with and stuff they're just never going to give up for one reason or another.
0: It's, it's, and sometimes like it's, it's, I, I like uh, One of the comics that I ended up getting, it's the Fantastic Four uh, issue with the the introduction of Galactus and Silver mm-hmm. Surfer, which is that's a nostalgic issue right there. That is like one of those holy grail issues. And I'm like, oh, I could do so many things with this. But also part of it is going this is a piece of history right here. And then you see. You know, Jack Kirby, you see Stan Lee, you see those names right there and you see and it's emotional. Like I when I when I opened it up and I looked at it, I was like, oh, that's 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 our our fandom right there. You know, this Marvel and DC and all these these nerdy fandoms, it's it comes down to that. So those are one of those special moments. Um, But before we delve too much into this uh, now, you're both do you both have a comic book that is like your your go-to comic. Like that is your special.
2: As far as what like an, like an, an, like a single issue or just yeah. like,
0: just a, just let's say a single comic book book issue. Like is if you could say that like this is the one that I love and I cherish or, <laughs> <laughs> or I, is it is it one that you really want?
2: I do. Um and I actually got it once we opened up here. <laughs> um as funny as that was, it's we hilarious. we it's we great. bought a collection and um, it was just in the box that we happened to buy. And it's, it's nothing by any means. It's not, like, super valuable or anything like that. It's more just, like, something that I find... I just find it so absurd, and it's, it's the Punisher Kills the Marvel Universe. And it was a book that, like, growing up, I'd always heard about, and I'd see, like, pictures of it, and I, like, I'd read it all online, and I knew the whole synopsis, and I would look every once in a while to see what it was going for online and think about buying it. I never really just... I never did it for whatever reason. But it was a book I always wanted. And it's just the absurdity of the comic itself always just kind of resonated with me. I always just found it hilarious. And I got lucky enough to find it in a box of a collection that we bought in really good condition. So that would be my book.
0: All right. about you, Ken?
2: If I want to stem off of where
1: he's going right here, I don't, I'd, would kind of, I, w- I was never really a big collector of comics myself. I would always kind of read and kind of appreciate for the time. But as in the process that we've kind of gone through and opening the store, I've been able to kind of pick and choose a few comics that I've found to be either really interesting, really cool, really absurd. When you get into buying collections, you find some really, really weird pieces. <laughs> really weird. Yeah. And it's, it's, really some cool. of them are cool. Some of them are not so much. Um, but I think one of the funniest ones that we have, um, is one where it's, I don't remember the exact name of it, but it's Punisher meets Archie. Um, yes. I didn't yeah. know that yes. was a thing. It, we didn't either until we opened it. <laughs> That's, um, yeah. So it's how Bruce do you. burger meets Barney. Yeah. No, how could this, <laughs> how, how is this a thing? How is this okay in any way, shape or form? um it's sealed so we haven't opened it but i really do want to like find another copy or like go online and see exactly what entails <laughs> inside of the punisher meeting meeting archie um does oh my god that's awesome something? um has the punisher kind of dove into archie's past and found out that he had something to do with his family i don't know <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> what's gonna happen
0: this it's, it's spoiler alerts. It's actually the origin of Riverdale. This is how yeah, it I all is. It, it. yeah,
1: it's just it's so interesting. So cool. We've got literally boxes and boxes in the store. We've got ones thousands that we of comics here. We've we priced out to sell and ones that we are still going through. And it's just so okay. awesome to see all the different once and not only by marvel and dc but you've got image dark horse idw even companies that maybe were maybe have done like may have been around for one two three years and they released the comics they did all they could but they just kind of fell off but their comics are still out there somewhere and it's kind of things like that that are really interesting to see and kind of dive into a little bit so that's that's probably where i'd go with that one so
0: I have, a, now it's not a Marvel, it's not a DC, but my comic that I love very, very, very much so, uh, is was a, it's a small series that I think they're bringing it back, uh, was called The Witch Doctor. I don't know if you guys are familiar with that one. It's basically, it, it is very outside the box, which I thought was really neat. It is like house meets supernatural. Okay. Blue okay. mythos. And okay. It is very unique thinking. It, 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 actually, I would say Hellboy House Supernatural. Like all mixed together. It is very, very cool. They did, I think I want to say like nine issues total. And I liked their thinking process on it. Like the soul is your ethereal immune system. It's your your antibodies for whatever's out there. Uh, demons and angels are parasites that live off your fears and love and stuff like that. They're emotional parasites, and I'm like, that's that's clever thinking. Yeah, you know, I liked it. Uh, I unfortunately, like I said, they only did like nine issues, and I'd heard, you know, down the, the they may bring it back, but you know, that's that's one of those things that's unique, and I do, I really did like it. Um, so, let's talk about collecting comic books. Let's talk about collecting collectibles. Uh, so I know this is what we brought you guys on for and greatly appreciated. Uh, so I do have some questions and then you guys can just kind of flow with however you guys want. If you do end up answering some of these, like already before I asked the question, Hey, awesome sauce. If not, no worries. We got them right here. Um, oh. yeah, go ahead. Oh, oh I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, sorry. Cool. Uh, my bad. Uh, so when is it the best time to buy and sell comic books or collectibles? We'll call we'll call this all collectibles because that is a broad spectrum.
1: All right. Well, do <laughs> all right. Before Let we y- get to y- that y- question. Y- before, y- I'm just going to give you one of these. <laughs> it's right.
0: answer, How? Okay. How, look, before we. So that one's a tough one. We'll come back to that one. Let's no, go no, with.
1: Sure I, I can try. I mean, I don't feel like there's. I don't see. That's the thing, though. I don't feel like there is a specific answer per se. For some things, maybe there are. So I'll, I'll just go into it, and we kind of. Well, let's say this. Let's say this. Yeah.
0: My Fantastic Four comic book yeah. that I have. Should I sell it now, or should I wait till when Fantastic Four comes out with Disney movie, or should I wait till X amount of years? So let's say like. It's this comic came out what 1965. Should yeah. I wait for the 50th anniversary of that comic? Is that a, the best? Is, is there a certain number, or is it just
1: because
2: <laughs> <laughs> I got answers?
1: Uh, my answer would be whatever is comfortable for you to sell it because. Mm-hmm. There is no time frame, no real label on when is the right time to buy and sell. Sure, things are going to be popular in the moment, in the specific time period for when movies come out, especially now with Disney Plus and all the other movies and things just with that whole rise kind of coming about. That is going to spark interest in a lot of those older issues and things like that. But it may spark too much interest to Mm -hmm. the point where that bubble is that saying this is worth, say for that one that you have, this is worth a thousand dollars. It may jump to 5,000 or it may drop to 10. It's all about whatever else is happening in the time. So to that question, it's really hard to kind of give a specific date answer. Only because there are so many other factors that go into it. Now, if something that you have is very specific in the sense of it being a first appearance or the first issue of a series just in general, now that's where you're getting into your pieces that are going to have a lot of money in them just because they are what they are obviously there are other factors that go into it being a first printing of it and not like a newsstand copy or not a reprint and things like that. But that is where you're going to kind of get a little bit more value out of that specific comic just mm-hmm. because it is what it is. Okay. That would be my
2: answer. I don't know if you have anything. So, to- I mean, I would say, I would never say there's necessarily a right or wrong time to sell something. Um, When you talk about like the current influences, the new Marvel, the new Fantastic Four movies, the new the 50th anniversary of that book. I mean, it would almost have to answer that question with another question in that it's not even a question, I guess. But you just you don't know is the short answer you because the movie could come out and it could spark interest. It could not. I mean, it really depends on who they introduce in that movie and then it and then um like as far as characters and things like that as far as the 50th anniversary maybe marvel will do a reprint and that'll get people excited about it and then somebody might want the original book maybe they won't you you really don't know but the nice thing about comics especially the older comics is the ones that are out there that have been slabbed that are that are graded that are available um it's like there's a nice history as far as value and things like that, that, that kind of dictates your market price. Now, like Ken said, sometimes certain things can affect that. And that goes, this isn't just for comics. That goes across yeah. the for everything. I was going to ask it's like, that. It,
0: it does. Do these rules apply to.
2: Right. Like the collector like with, like, in general. With, yeah. With, with pretty much anything. And it really, and that's the only kind of, annoying thing about, especially about when you're getting all your prices, no matter what you're using somewhere, it's all based on sales. Anything that's gonna give you a valid price on something is gonna be based on sales. And the problem with that is, is if, let's say someone has a comic book that's graded at a 9.0 and it's worth $1,000. Well, that person may be hard up for cash, so they go online and they list it for 500. Well, that's gonna affect the market value based on sales as a whole. Does that mean that book is now only worth $500? no but it may be a little bit harder to get somebody to pay more for it if they're seeing it go for less so little things like that can really That's change it could be the same thing where someone might you know someone might put one up for a higher price and someone just needs to have it so they buy it and then the same thing happens and then it shifts the other way so it's 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 tricky it's it's very tricky to to to, to really That's... get
0: Fair answer that's, to that. Oh, that's that's savage right there. Cause like <laughs> all I'm thinking is just like stock market and GameStop and everything just going through my yeah, head. Like that's, that's <laughs> it. I mean, that's, that's how I would that's
2: kinda how I would
0: look at it. Yeah. Oh, that's that's so Alright. I'm a novice collector. I want to get into collecting stuff, but I want to make sure I'm doing it properly. Um uh, how do I know that I'm getting a good quality? like I'm going out there, like I'm doing so in the in in New England, this is a word I had to learn up here. Uh, you guys call it tag sales and stuff like <laughs> yeah. that. That's so weird. It's so all oh, that drives me crazy. So I, I, where I'm, you know, I've I've lived in Virginia. I've lived in Indiana. We called them yard sales and garage sales. And I get here and I get they're called tag sales. And I think the United States just needs to come to one collaboration a one word and just
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, because that one totally threw me off. I I I kid you not. Um. How do I know what to look for when I'm looking for... Like I'm like, all right, I want to be a picker of the nerdy world. How, what do I need to look for in an items? I know it's... Mm-hmm. Is, there's no good answer for that one. I, I guess... So, there, I mean... Let okay. me coax your answer a little bit. All you right. should probably start where somewhere you want to be. It's something that you're interested in. So, yes. like, if you Definitely. are interested yes. in the Hulk.
2: Yes. Right. <laughs> so, I mean, here's the short answer to that. There, There is no secret to to really picking for stuff like that i mean yes with with um collectibles let's say vintage toys or older comics or or anything like that the common misconception is that age brings value and that's not always the case so like you know we have we have like old star wars toys in in the uh in the store right now now some of them are worth a decent amount of money, you know, 50, 60 dollars a piece. Then you have some that are worth 5 bucks. It's it's it doesn't necessarily and they're all from the same time period. It doesn't necessarily dictate one way or the other just because it's old. Same with comic books. You can have comic we have comic books from the 60s and from the 70s, you know, that are worth nothing, that are worth like a few bucks and then we have some that are worth a ton of money. It's it all comes down to the item itself. So the short answer is if someone's trying to pick I mean, I would say as a general rule of thumb, you want to look for stuff that appears to be older and then just try not to spend a ton of money on it. Like, I mean, everyone. And the other thing, too, is now we live in a, in a digital age. Everyone's got eBay in their pocket. Everyone's got the Internet in their pocket. Look stuff up. If you're at a tag and you see something and you're not sure what it's worth. Give it a quick search. But don't look and see what people are selling it for. Look and see what it's actually sold for and then see if it's worth grabbing. I mean, it, it's. I've noticed definitely since like post pandemic, especially, um, or as we're coming out of the pandemic, a lot of people had a lot of free time at home. So a lot of people were watching a lot of television and they're watching shows. I'm sure like Pawn Stars and Storage Wars and, you know, American fake reality TV shows. Yeah, And they're seeing that stuff that they probably didn't realize was worth money is now worth money. And they're like, Oh, I've got that book. I've got that toy. I've got whatever and and then they just kind of take it as a generalization that it's all worth something. And that's really not the case. There are specific items that are always going to bring value. And then there's some that are just neat to have, but like you might want them like, like I like take going back to the star Wars toys. I mentioned, we have, some in here. Yeah, we, well, yeah, we have some in here that are worth, that aren't really worth all that much, but someone might come in and just see it as like the nostalgia factor of, Oh, I had that when I was a kid and I want it again. So I buy it. But, um, the old adage, and Ken's heard me say this so many times. It's
1: true. But I've it, even started to say it.
2: It's, but it's something I tell all the customers, and I think I got it, honestly. I got it off of Pawn Stars, and, but it's, and it's very, very true, is things that are collectible were never meant to be collected. And you got to think about that for a second. Take old comic books, right? I'm talking really old comic books, mm, Golden like Age ones. comic books. First Superman, first Spider-Man. Right. They were not printed to be saved, They were printed to be read and thrown away. Same with baseball cards. Same thing. Nobody expected those to be worth any kind of money. And they weren't printed in any way that they necessarily would even hold up by today's standards. A comic book today, the printing materials that are used, are so much more about preservation than the old, old books. And the oh, same yeah, thing is to be said about toys and everything else. None of this stuff was ever expected to be collectible. It was meant to be used and gotten rid of. And that's I mean, that that adage is true about everything, not even just like the stuff that we're into. You talk about like old gas station signs, stuff that was like, you know, that's something that was used as like, an actual like service. Like it was meant to have a purpose and people collect those and they're worth a ton of money. But you never expected that back then. No. Nobody was expecting that.
0: No, no. Yeah, you're right. Um, I have some uh, my uh, my wife's grandmother, she has some bu- uh, old comic books like the actual like little booklets yep. booklets and like Dick Tracy and everything like that now I'm very nostalgic when it comes to like historical stuff like that and, or not even so much just comics but like old vintage things from like just older times and so I got giddy about that and yeah you can definitely tell it is made of paper whereas comics and stuff today it's almost borderline plastic completely through and through yep um so yeah now that's That's interesting. Um, I'm glad you brought up the pandemic and post-pandemic. How has uh, the pandemic affected the world of collectors? I mean, obviously, everybody's looking up stuff. Um, Has without trying to get too deep into your guys, like, you know, personal business, has business been booming because of the pandemic? Or have you seen it where it seems like it's like, whoa, it's 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 your guys are getting affected like everybody else.
1: If we are being completely honest, the pandemic is the reason why we started this.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Um, we That's were... okay.
0: That's how I started the podcast was exactly. because I had nothing else going. <laughs> you exactly. know, I, I was doing stuff, but uh, like I had some free time.
1: Yeah, no. And, and I'll just get super honest, super real here. We were both kind of just doing our thing, doing our jobs and... It was, it was in the middle of the pandemic, so like, we were still going to work, but it was just not something that we were feeling. And we just kind of had a lot of free time on our hands because you can't go out anywhere. You're just like, what can we do in order to enjoy, right. enjoy ourselves, yeah. have some fun, enjoy what we're doing? This entire pandemic kind of shifted everyone's mindset from just work, 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 work to mental health mental health, and just having all this time to just sit and just say, what are we actually doing? So we kind of came together and we're just like, let's just have fun with it. Let's do something that we can enjoy, something that we are into and be able to make our own. Right. And And that's literally because of the pandemic is literally where this has started. And I feel that especially because of the pandemic, it's helped us out a lot. Mm-hmm. In terms of being able to get things into the store, because we when we started out, it was very very bare bones, very very little that we had. Like I said, we had some personal collections and things like that, but we weren't as much as being into it as we probably should have been. I I, I guess maybe I don't know in terms of in terms of having actual physical pieces. I, I'm kind hmm. of going.
2: I think we we were more we were more reserved going into it because obviously with coming out of a pandemic and us opening I mean we we I've been in this space for years but we only opened the physical location the beginning of April so coming right off the coattails of COVID nineteen you know you have a lot of people family and friends saying you know are you sure you want to do that because you don't know necessarily how things are going to shift so yeah we we opened. And like Ken said, we were a little more reserved in terms of like how much money we put into inventory right off the bat because you don't want to bite off more than you can chew. But what happened was the complete opposite. We actually had (laughs) such a wave of people coming in the door that we were that we're still scrambling to like meet demand and kind of get ourselves to a point where we are like comfortable. I mean, we probably rearrange the store what once a week since uh, we've opened once or
1: twice a week since we've since we've opened. We've and opened. been open for about a month and a half right now, right. so
2: it's been. Oh, I
0: didn't realize you guys were fresh, fresh. We are business.
2: fresh, fresh. We're that's fresh. That's awesome. Fresh, fresh, fresh in the phys- again in the brick and mortars. Yes, the actual, right. okay. in the actual realm of all of this stuff. Years and years I've been doing this. Yes, but, that's yeah. awesome. That's
0: hey, that's even better. That's that's great. You found an opportunity in a pandemic. And actually, I was listening to something not too long ago. They were talking about that, like how like businesses and entrepreneurial businesses are making a much more of a comeback because of the pandemic. So that's that's neat. And I'm I'm happy for you guys. Truly, truly and yeah. that's awesome that you were able to do that.
2: And to um, what Ken yeah. said before, um I think yeah the pandemic it, it really made both of us realize, you know, we were working jobs just to work a job. But we're working for companies that just don't they don't care. You know what I mean? And a lot of people, I think, realized that, especially with when the pandemic hit because of the layoffs and everything else. And that's when I said to him, you know, let's just try it. Like, let's just we need something to to like really look forward to something that we can actually enjoy doing rather than just working a job for the sake of working a job that you're that is not rewarding in in any sense of the word.
0: That's awesome. Hey, kudos to you guys props to you. I'm I'm that's awesome. Now, uh you gentlemen, uh, I you look younger. How old are you guys if you don't mind me asking?
1: I am 26 years old. Um
2: I'll let him say his age. He's not too happy about it. I'll but. be well, let's see. You said this is coming out on Wednesday, so the 29th of May I'll be 30.
0: All right, I'm 34. So, Less you th- know what, like, quick don't don't boo about your age too much there. <laughs> <laughs>
2: But, but at the time are... of this broadcast, I will still be funny. <laughs> <laughs> um, I am like a, like a, like a baby. <laughs> like, a, like, a, like a small sure baby. You,
0: you, oh, man. Ken, you're a baby baby over there. Are you even old enough to be on the show? Like, I, I need to... <laughs> that's,
1: that's up to you, man. You idea, that's, that's all up to you. That's all up to you. Um, yeah. But no, the reason
0: I was asking that question, the reason I was asking how old you guys are, old you were, and because, you know, talking about seeing Spider-Man and everything is... You guys and, and, and me even, uh, we were on the when we were kids, when we were young and you're especially your your cousins, Carl. uh, It was still shunned to be a nerd. Oh, it, it was. was oh, it's very. It absolutely
2: yeah. was. It absolutely yes. was. And that is the best thing about all the Marvel movies, I would say, by far, is it has just there is no better time to be in this space than right now like that stigma has just gone out the window unless like you just are really really living under a rock like the the things that Disney has done with Marvel and putting that so mainstream I mean it is just it is just I don't think anybody like you said you go back to like when I was a kid back in like the 90s I don't think anybody back then would have imagined that it would become what it is today because this has always been around, but it used to be a very, very small group of people that were into it heavily. I I
0: remember hearing like Comic-Cons like back in when we were kids and it was in like the big name was Stan Lee or Jack Kirby. It was, uh, or even, uh, oh my gosh, I can't believe I can't think of his his name, uh, Spawn. Um, Todd 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 McFarlane. Yes. Todd McFarland. Those were big names that are uh, Josh Whedon. You know, you maybe you got him to come or something like that. Or the Stargate uh, SG one cast. <laughs> Those are the people you guys would we would see. Uh, granted, I think my first con actually was New York City con or no, it wasn't New York City con, but that was my big, big like com- comic con. Um, <clears throat> but you look at it and then they, there's very few people like that hasn't at least heard the name Matt Mercer. Yeah, You know, D&D is I remember that was that was we even talked about it in our first episode. That was a thing like you didn't talk about D&D
1: like that's like Fight Club that was straight it. up. Yeah, you could talk about the most, most popular one that people would ever talk about would be like Dragon Ball or even or Pokemon. Or Pokemon, yeah. Or Pokemon. Yeah. yeah, But even those were still so concise Meesh. that you yeah. couldn't really be open and say, Hey, you guys want to trade cars? If it, you know, have yeah, to like to the yeah. side of the
2: island, the, like small little circle. And
1: I mean, it's just, and, and I'm, be, glad uh, <laughs> I'm glad
2: you mentioned, I'm glad mentioned Comic-Con because I was just thinking about this. When I went to Comic-Con, I go to New York Comic-Con every year. And when I was there in 2019, I don't know what about it really like hit me so much, but I kind of took a step back and kind of just looked at the people walking by me and like in the place And I just like was just so amazed at this is where we've become like you. I mean, there was people of every ethnicity, every age group, um, just like all together, all united by one simple, like common interest of just pop culture and the love of pop culture. I mean, that's a convention now that gets 180,000 people a year to, to come out. I mean, that's that's impressive. That's a big, big number. You wouldn't see that in in say like the early nineties, like, yeah, the fandom has always been there. There's always been diehard fans there. There always will be, but it's, it's grown so much. It's become so much more, I guess, socially acceptable that, you know, it's very easy for anyone to just, to just get into it. And I think that's, I think that's a really, really great thing.
0: I, I, I absolutely agree with you. I think because of how technology has opened up the world to a lot more you know, it's, it's made us a lot more connected. Internet has been an amazing thing. Um, I think we are the generation that grew up with, you know, being just, well, sorry, what was that?
2: I said, I said, for the most part. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 No,
0: I try to stay <laughs> out of politics as much as possible, especially on the podcast. Cause you never know who's listening.
2: Right.
0: <laughs> I always get somebody offended. Um, but the, the, the pragmatisms that have come with being a nerd have definitely gone away a, a lot more. Our generation grew up with technology. We grew up with video games. We grew up with all this nerdy stuff. And I, I mean, case in point, it, 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 we are the, the. it's, it's at least my, the, the millennial generation is the most nostalgic generation ever. It Like you wouldn't have french toast crunch coming back you wouldn't have surge come back you would not have uh he-man masters of the universe coming yep. Yep. back like it's legitimately we don't know how to let things go and i'm okay with it because i'm like yeah no let's totally keep doing this like Absolutely. you know shut up take my money um <laughs> uh, but it's 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 neat because we are seeing like you, you how you talked about at the cons where you're seeing the different ethnicities your different, just case in point marvel alone we just focus solely on marvel we are have the it's extremely edc does it too but they're just not as flaunty as marvel does it um but they very the they, they're legitimately right now they're getting ready for uh for pride month they're getting ready for june they're, they are putting out hey here is all our lgbtq like super villains and superheroes and yeah. uh they made sure in February for Black History Month, like, they were like, hey, there's more people besides Black Panther. There's Brother yep. Voodoo. There's uh, there's all these. And then they're going for women's and they're making sure and they're going, OK, hey, we have Muslims. We have everybody. They're trying to make it as inclusive as possible. And whether or not you think Disney is this all evil business, corporate business is out there to make money or they are just a godsend. They're they're doing the Lord's work, man. Let me tell you what they're they're doing some amazing stuff, and they're making sure that everybody has something out there. We would even five six years ago, uh, before any of the major uh movies, the Disney movies, Marvel movies. How many super uh, uh heroines do we have? We have like right. maybe two or three, and now we're up to at least twenty three, twenty four. Just so it's. They're they're very moving in a very progressive direction, and I like that. Uh, so, uh, going back to the questions because we did go on a tangent there. That's, a, <laughs> tangents that's good though.
1: They're good. Yeah, guy.
0: that's that's mostly what this show is. We I I just call it, I should just call it you know dads with tangents or something like that. <laughs> that was, Cause I never stay on topic and no matter who's on the show. So it's not just you guys. I've literally had the David from the Mandalorian Mercs. He couldn't stay on topic for nothing. We would constantly get off on stuff. Uh, my brother, who's just absolutely horrible and he's not even really nerdy. So <laughs> we would just go on tangents. Um, you know, I, you've really covered most of the questions I've had. Uh, really the i guess the the last question that i could kind of ask from was you know because we covered that we covered that uh do you you know let's say i bring in an item right let's say i have a collectible or a look we've been talking comics mostly you know does the overall condition of it mean that it is again I guess you kind of covered this with the, the you know because they weren't meant to survive they weren't meant to last you know if I find this comic say uh, Avengers issue number one actually, <laughs> <I just, laughs> and it, I'm guessing is that a valuable one I don't know I just picked one I just saw Avengers up there All right, and it is in like almost god awful condition does it does that mean that like it's still worth something or is that yeah. just like hey that's something I should just hold to my heart
2: You know, it it definitely it's not going to be worth the big money that it would be worth in a mint condition, but it's absolutely still worth money.
0: Um, How how do you determine something is worth like going on the comics? How how does one determine that that is worth money? How would somebody go about that?
1: Research um, is definitely your biggest key. We use a few different tools. I mean, it's all online, all web based. We use a few different tools. Um, In terms of what the actual comic is like I was saying a little bit earlier first issues very first introductions of a character those are going to be where your big money is Um, with all of those like action comics number one that's the very first Superman ever ever sold at auction for 5.5 million dollars
0: totally noted go look for that That, (laughs) it
1: wasn't even in all that good of condition but because of the notoriety of it and because it was the very first no one had ever come out with it before very first not the very first edition of superman but the very first comic book that's where you kind of got your big kind of big money. So that's where you can kind of follow the ideas of where the money is going to be. Very first editions, very first introductions of specific characters, especially if they're really popular characters. Unfortunately for a lot of those like smaller companies, if they only had a few different um, few different copies, few different runs, there may not be um, as much value in those ones specifically. But when you have like a first edition or first introduction, that's where you re, where your big money is going to be. You can use sites like eBay, um, other sites to see where other ones are going for. Um, but a big piece in actually determining the value of a comic, especially if it isn't one of those first editions or anything like that is, is it would have to be a graded comic okay. Grading the comics. Yeah, that was going-
0: where I was going to try to guess. like, all right, yeah. I've got, I've got – all right, so right here in my hands, just as an example, I have the Avengers issue number 13. Yes. So – and it's now I have it in a a protective sleeve with a backing behind it. Which is great. Is this how I I need to take care of my comic, or is there a better way to take care of this comic?
2: I mean, that's the way everyone's going to take care of a comic at, you know, at first – as soon as you get it, because that's only so much you can really do. Obviously, that book there, you're talking, you know, around $10,000 in great condition and like a 9.8 condition. I don't know <laughs> if you knew that, but...
0: Uh, no, I didn't. Uh, but thank you. Oh, and you froze as soon as I crap myself over here.
2: <laughs> if that's actually...
1: Am I back? Yeah, you're back. Yeah, if you're that's, back. If that's
2: actually like... Uh, you know from 1965 yeah you're talking that's like a ten thousand dollar book so yeah i would get it graded and then i would see what it comes back at again ten thousand dollars and a 9.8 yeah yeah yeah, which, yeah
0: i i don't I, just based on this i don't think it's a 9.8 uh but i mean <laughs> i was it's not dry. expecting i literally just yeah. grabbed like oh let me just grab one because i <laughs> <laughs> it's like oh we we're just talking about Avengers. Let's grab an Avengers right here. <laughs> 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 Thanks. Yeah. I usually don't get caught off guard like that. <laughs> so, yeah. all right. So I have this comic that is potentially worth some money here. Yeah. What does my dumminess need to do to make sure that this doesn't get like. I, I, so I see. Yeah. So I go get it graded. Yeah. What is what is involved in grading? Do I come to like, do you guys I'm like, hey, guys, I need to get this graded. Mm -hmm. And I hand it over to you, or is there a certain, or is there somebody, like, I want to say better, because in my mind, you are the Mm go-to. Is there somebody that you would refer?
2: So, I mean, we have an account with CGC, so yes, we do send out comics for customers to get them graded. Um, CGC is one of the many grading companies. They're the the grading company for comics. For comics, they're the grading
1: company. But, but yeah.
2: But as far as, like, what goes into it, I mean, it's a pretty straightforward process. They take a percentage – there's a fee that you have to pay, which is both the fee to get the book inspected, slabbed, and then sent back to you. But also it's an insurance policy on their side of things that basically covers you for the value of your book. So if something happens to it in their care, you know, you're covered. Um, It's typically – I mean, I don't want to say it's 10% of the value of the book. That's like a really rough overview, but I mean, you can see it online. It varies based okay. on the value of the book. The more valuable the book, the higher the fee. Um, and then you just, you send it to them. They go through it. They grade it. Their their grading process is is amazing um, as far as just like how they catalog it every step of the way, how you can track it through their entire facility. And then once it comes back, um, you have a, you have it, you have it preserved, and you can say, "This it is looks what like I want." This. Yeah, it looks like that, and that's what you want to say that it, you know, you could say, "I want this much money for it because it's graded."
1: So this comic right here is Spider-Man number one, the silver edition that came out on August of 1990. All right, this one right here, uh, it's a very, very cool one. It's got a not necessarily holographic cover, but it's kind of got silver webbing around spider-man is a really really good one. it's in really really good condition it's marked at a 9.6 this one right here this is this is kind of how they come it's it's a nice real protective sleeve they kind of put all the information for the comic there directly up top so you can see exactly what it is but once they grade it this is it this is how you lock in the value for the comic it preserves the condition that it is at at that specific time
2: yeah so i'm awesome. sort of like Sort of keeping that in direct sunlight, you're, you're fine. Like you're not, nothing's going to happen to that book.
0: That's awesome. And thank you so much for catching me off guard like that. I I legitimately just grabbed a comic. I'm like, I knew that they were some like in my mind, I'm like, okay, I know some of these are worth maybe around 50, 60 bucks. And then there's some that like, that are worth a little bit more, but I'm like, all right, whatever. And then you're like, oh yeah, that could be worth $10,000. Oh, that's cool. Oh, I'm sorry. <coughs> what?
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, well, we will definitely be talking later. Uh, but yeah, that's one last. So I got one last question. So I I liked your answer and I almost didn't want to ask this question, but I got I'm going to anyways. What is the coolest thing that you guys have come across in while doing this profession? Like, what is the one item that has come across? Like, I'm sorry, but that Punisher versus Archie or Punisher and Archie, I You you've got to have something better than that because that is like tenfold. It's
2: it's in the second to last box.
0: Oh my god,
2: Um, he'll find. Yeah, it's in there. Um, That's
0: so funny.
2: The I mean the coolest thing we came along with, and I'm almost um, apprehensive to show it, but I will show it. Go ahead and do that, and I'll I'll go get it. He's gonna grab our coolest one,
1: but this right here is probably one of the funniest comics I've ever seen. We haven't opened it, so I don't know exactly what the story is just yet, but it is the Punisher meets Archie number one um I don't know what <laughs> Archie did uh, I would like to know I would really really like to know oh my God uh, that is but um, this is probably one of the coolest, weirdest kind of things that you kind of come across, and that's yeah. one of the without reasons- us
2: without us getting into like some r rated stuff yeah. Because we've yeah, definitely we, come across some of Oh, I'm sure. But, I didn't um, even know, I didn't know,
0: uh, Marvel did Vietnam comic books. Oh, they did. Uh, so I came in a bunch, uh, so I bought a bunch, unf- I was doing a thing for the Connecticut Children's Hospital. Unfortunately, they can't take comics as a donation because of the pandemic. I bought a bunch of them, so I'm like going through them, and there's a bunch of, and it's like, Nam. And I'm like, Oh, Nam Comics? I'm like, who made this? Marvel? Marvel yep. made Nam Comics? Wow.
2: Yep. They went dark real quick. Oh, so yeah. now the coolest book that we've come across in the time that we've been doing this, and I'm not going to say what it's worth, but I will say anyone who's watching, if they know comics will know it. If not, they can always look it up. would be this one. It's Batman. Uh, I don't really see it. Yet. Batman 181, first introduction of Poison Ivy. So this is the first time oh, they that's ever cool. introduced Poison Ivy. This is like the crown jewel of our collection at the moment. Obviously, it's not graded. We have to send it out to get graded. Um, yeah, it's worth a lot of money, <laughs> and it's an extremely cool book. I have barely even, like, I haven't even taken it out of the plastic. I'm very apprehensive to touch it. Um, I'm trying to keep it in as good of condition I, as I I'd can. I'd be
0: afraid to even look at it. Oh, my God. But it's... Yeah, that's
2: awesome. Yeah. So we've definitely actually... And then tell them... I'm going to go put this back, but tell them about uh, about her. Oh, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> um, So those are just kind
1: of what's in our personal collection right now, but we... Yeah are open to the public, able to kind of come in, show us what they have, if they have collections, things like that. We have a customer that came in last week who, um, she's got a really, really interesting story. Um, She was always really into comics. She grew up in the 60s, 70s era, and she was always just one of those people who just... She was probably one of the first, I'd call her a nerd. One of the first and, nerds kind of in the in the time frame where it wasn't really as acceptable. Comics were kind of coming out, and she was really big into Superman. And she. Her mother. Her mother. Her mother recognized her um love for her the love books. for the books. And she wrote to D.C., just kind of D.C. in general and said, hey, my daughter really, really loves your books. She really loves your pieces. Would it be possible for us to was it to come down? Or it was to- just I think it was
2: more of just like a, she was just re, just basically saying, like, my daughter really loves your books. And is there just something like in that general scope? And D.C. basically responded by saying, hey, that's great. We're open for tours. You can come down um, and we'd love to like show you around. So she got to tour D.C. back in the mid 70s. And in the, the middle of New York, in the middle of New York. Oh, and my God. When they were in Rock, when they were uh, in uh, Rockefeller, Rockefeller Center. Center. And the cool thing is when they were done um, and I hate myself, I don't remember the artist who it was or not the artist, excuse me, the writer that she met with. But they gave her an original script with um, handwritten like annotations of how they wanted the wording changed for the comic book. For one of the super, for one of the Superman family books, Superman one seventy nine. Yeah, it was it was Superman a, it's 179. Superman 179. family, but I mean, I, it's like a any of them.
0: Oh my written, gosh,
2: fully typewritten, hand with like crossed out, handwritten. This is what we wanted to say. This is how we wanted to look. She has the book with it, so you can actually look at the book and see like exactly Good, how it all word came together. For word, exactly it was what it is. The, one of the coolest things I've ever seen, and she and I told her I said I don't even I couldn't even begin to tell you what that could be worth to someone who you know, truly values that's priceless. That's right. But I think it's, it's again, and it goes back to what I said earlier. It's wasn't meant to be collected. It was something where they did this every day when they were working on the books and when they were done, they probably just threw them away. So he said, Hey, this girl, she likes Superman. She likes comic books here. I'm going to give you this original script, not thinking anything of it. And God only knows what it could be worth today. If it's the right buyer, like it could be worth anything.
1: She said that during that trip, she had so much fun. She met, Original artist, original uh, illustrator. Writers. She met Kurt Swan. That's that's who it was. Um, she, yeah, yeah, she, she that's met, the, she met that's, Kurt that's Swan, the original the, the uh, Superman illustrator. One of the one, most, of, the one of the original yeah. Superman illustrators. So it, it cool. That, just... and,
0: and that's that's one of those that nostalgic that has that memory. So that that, that yep. is to me. If that was mine and I went through that, that's that's priceless. And but, here, like that and the, there's no value.
1: The biggest piece for me about it was. Cause it's something that's really personal for her. Her mother recently passed and for her, she brought it in and it was just the way that she was telling it, she was reliving the entire time and she would get emotional about it. And it was just one of those things where this is a book with illustrations of people who aren't real. This isn't anything actually real, but this is real in the sense that this means something to her. Mm-hmm. And that's the biggest part that I kind of took away from it, where it's this stuff. It's you don't see this stuff. You don't walk outside and see the Avengers fighting in New York. Like you're not going to see that. But it means something to a lot of people. It means it means yeah. something, which is and which that, is huge and which is great. And which is one of the reasons why we love this so much.
0: And and it's it's amazing. And I love the camaraderie that these fictional Fantasy things bring to people and bring to us, and thank you so much for that very just amazing moment for you guys. I can only imagine what that was for you guys actually hearing it and getting to see that and
2: see it and (laughs) and, like thumb through it was just it was so amazing.
0: That's the, the the closest I could come to that is my wife's grandmother has a ticket from the Yankees World Series game, no hitter game number five. Uh, and she went to it and she was, they, they were talking about it and everything. And I'm just like,
2: wow. Yeah. Yeah. My, uh, that's like my wow. aunt, my aunt has, um has tickets to Elvis's last show before, like the show that he was supposed to play right before, right after he died. So it would have been his next show if he hadn't passed away, she yeah. has taken that. And that's, that's like, you know, that's just another that's thing. Just it's, it's, yeah. yeah.
0: Um, so I'm going to go ahead and wrap this up. Uh, gentlemen, thank you so much for being on the show. I truly, truly appreciate it. Um, is there, do you, is there any final thoughts that you guys want to spout off before we, uh, we wrap this up?
1: No, I mean, if do you're going to be, well, do we want to kind of announce the thing that we
2: were, that's what I was just going to say. I was just going <laughs> to yeah. say, we, we don't, we, let's not put a, we are going to be we so we did just recently get in a very large collection of of, of older comic books. Um, I mean, a rough estimate, probably about 5000. Um, so we're going to be doing a very large sale uh, sometime in June. So obviously we'll have our socials up on this. Yeah. I'm sure they yeah. can keep well, your eye definitely. on you're in the area. We haven't finalized it yet we got to wait this week just to get a iron out a couple of details but it's going to be a very large outdoor indoor like if you're into vintage comics or you're looking to complete some collections come on come down because it's it will be there yeah it's probably going to be your best time to find like stuff for Not a <laughs> lot of money. you're going to be moving moving a lot of books <laughs>
0: that's what's up that's awesome uh, i will say this if you find any vintage dr strange let me know because that's a uh, that's my boy steve my boy steve i love it. him you got, you got a lot. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, gentlemen, again, thank you so much. Uh, we will be posting any information that you give us, especially for your, your your website and your Facebook and everything. Make sure you get your guys' shout outs and all that. Um, so, let's go ahead and wrap this up. Uh, as always, please like, subscribe, and follow us wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you are listening to us on Audible or Apple, please remember to rate and review. We're also on Instagram and Facebook. So, please like and follow us at DNA Pod and on Twitter at DNA Pod. And occasionally when I do get on Twitch, uh, Phasmophobia, which is, by the way, an amazing game. If you guys haven't played it, uh, it's like 13 bucks on Steam. Totally worth it. Scares the crap out of you. Uh, <clears throat> we are uh, we are on Twitch at NerdDNA Podcast. And as always, I'm Steve, and I'm joined with Ken and Carl. Gentlemen, thank you so much. Thank you for listening to Baz with Nerdy Ambitions. Have a good one.